Hello, and welcome back to the Wishing You Well podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amy Albero, founder of Revive Center for Wellness. And I'm Catherine Van Eyck. We're both licensed therapists and wellness enthusiasts. We know how overwhelming it can be to figure out how to navigate your wellness journey. So each episode, we hope to bring all of the pieces together to help you figure out what fits best for you. This week is a very special episode all about Revive. So literally what we just talked about, Revive Center for Wellness. (laughs) And we'll be conducting it a little bit differently. But first, we have a few announcements. Yes, we do have some exciting things going on at Revive that I'm excited to start to share with you all. First up is for all the moms out there, our monthly mom support group is coming back. The next one is Tuesday, March 7th. And Angela Martello, who is one of our therapists, is facilitating this group, which is meant to be a really helpful and empowering group for moms of children 18 and under. And don't worry, this is an open group, so you can join at any time. If you missed last month's, not a big deal. Jump in this time. Space is limited, so get all the details at the link in our show notes. We have a new group to announce, and that is for women in the dating scene. This group that will help you navigate the convoluted world of dating is facilitated by Maria Pensiero and Anne-Marie Carpenter, and it starts April 4th and runs until May 9th. So definitely get all those details and sign up in the show notes, too. Yeah, I love that we are really embracing groups. Groups are so awesome. Obviously, we're both individual therapists, but groups are also a really great addition to individual therapy, or they can be a really good way to kind of dip your toe in if you're kind of thinking about therapy. It's a really easy way to kind of get the process started and often can be more affordable. So think about groups as an option to help you support your wellness journey. And groups are also a really great place to feel less alone, feel less alone in any challenge that you're you're facing. So get in a group, sign up at Revive. And again, check out the details in our show notes. We have moved our reactivity TV and Amy and I have a lot to say when it comes to our therapist perspective with everything we're seeing on TV, whether it's The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, upcoming seasons of Succession, the new season of You, Outer Banks. We are we're going to be here for it, for all these things (laughs) and more. (laughs) And all of that is up on our YouTube channel. So check them out. Always so much to say about what's on TV. But we do just want to take a moment to thank you. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for being here and for following, rating, and reviewing. But if you're not already following and you haven't given us a rating or written a review, we would really appreciate it. It really helps us know what to discuss here on Wishing You Well and also helps us get the word out and broaden our audience. So do it, please. But now it's time to get into our episode. Living, living. Oh, and well, 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 Today, we're talking about Revive. And Amy, you're the perfect person to talk about Revive with because you started it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so, so excited to be talking about Revive. March is a really commemorative month for us. We are turning six this month, which is wild to think about. And yeah, I'm really excited to be sharing a little bit about Revive's journey and also some real tough and and important lessons that I've learned along the way. So can you just tell our listeners, I mean, we, we say we are from Revive every single time that we start this podcast. And you say that you're the founder every time we start this podcast, but we haven't shared what really, what Revive is and given a little background on it. So can you do that for us? Do you mean for them? You you do (laughs) want to hear Revive's origin story? I do. I do. Okay. Okay. So I am, my training is in social work. I'm a, I'm a clinical social worker and I was so drawn to the field of social work and and particularly therapy. And I've worked in a number of different settings throughout my career, mostly settings that were pretty intense. And as they say in the biz, like a little bit more acute, like where, where people are really struggling and really having a hard time just kind of engaging in in a way that really made them feel good. It was really impacting them and 
in their life. And so I had worked in hospital settings for kids and adolescents. I've worked in outpatient mental health organizations on the nonprofit side. I've also worked in a public school as well. And so in all of these settings, I was so drawn to the idea of like, how can we possibly um, do more? How can we possibly like access more people that there are so many people in need and every kind of move I made in my career was about that. Like, how do I, how do I, or how does this organization that I'm, I'm in reach more people? And, and so that's, that's really important to the context here. But another relevant piece of my background is that I have a specialty in trauma and I love the work that I do in being able to meet people who are sharing their experiences with uh, really challenging things that they have gone through. It's such beautiful work. It's such rich work. And at the same time, it can really be like a road to burnout, especially when the like the therapist isn't really provided with a lot of support around what they're doing. And so I was in this place where I was loving, loving the work that I was doing and also feeling so drained and so burnt out by the work. And I remember like there was one time where I was, I had just heard like a day, like an eight hour day of just children, like sharing their traumatic experiences, just kind of back to back to back to back. And I got home and I sat at my kitchen counter and I just sat there kind of like a zombie, like completely checked out, completely numb. And that's kind of how I went through a lot of my career. And I started to kind of notice it show up in the, in my physical health where I was getting sick a lot. Like I would be sick for days, almost a week, every month. Um, and so that was also creating a lot more stress and anxiety because then I was feeling really guilty about being out, so on and so forth. And then in February of 2016, I had been really feeling very off and I had gone to the doctor and was trying to explain my symptoms to my doctor. And while I was sitting there, I collapsed completely, just fell on the floor, lost consciousness in the ambulance and, and my heart had paused. And I was still in my 20s at the time. And there I am on the cardiac unit of the hospital, and nobody knew what was going on. And in addition to kind of this heart issue, I was all I just like could not maintain consciousness, I was fainting left and right, I had gotten released from the hospital fainted in the grocery store. I'm laughing now. It was really scary. And then other parts of my functioning really started to, to diminish. Like I could not really recognize numbers and letters, like spatial reasoning was really off. And again, kind of uh, being independent was not like not a thing. I was out of work for eight weeks. I had to stay with my parents uh, during the day because I couldn't be alone and be safe. And so it was really, really scary. And, you know, again, I'm still in my twenties and it, I love the work, but it felt like I cannot do it like this anymore because this level of burnout that I was experiencing was like literally killing me. And, and so I, I spent that eight weeks first in a lot of, a lot of frustration and anger, um, but then try, really tried to lean into it and really learn from this experience and think like, how, how can I learn from this? And just this, even the word revive, I need to revive my life somehow, literally and figuratively revive my life. And so I just started thinking about what contributed to this experience that I was having that I wasn't hearing really anybody talk about their experience with burnout. And so I just started thinking like, Maybe there's a place that exists that I don't know about yet where things are maybe done a little bit differently or the focus is a little bit more on the on the provider, on the therapist that's doing the work. And I couldn't really find anything that was really lining up with what I was into, what I was passionate about that also incorporated this whole whole body wellness, this mind-body connection. Because as I was kind of alluding to, this emotional stress that I was experiencing was having such a physical impact. And so I was thinking there's something there. And so 
long story longer, I just like had this thought like, okay, like what if I create a place then that really focuses on the well-being of the clinician, of their experience? What if I created a place that could really provide people with the autonomy that they needed with a place to feel empowered, a place that really actually took care of people, um, cared about their learning, about their growth, and where people felt connected. And and wouldn't that then translate into really, really good care for the people that they were caring for? And and so I had this thought, and here we are, six years later, seven years later, I suppose, and it has grown beyond my wildest dreams, which I, I imagine I'll get into a little bit more later, but it really started from a place of this work is so important, but it's also so hard. And is it possible that we can make it a little less challenging for us to feel successful and us to feel cared for as we do it? Amazing. I mean, you went through so much. I've I've obviously heard this story before, but every single time I'm like, I cannot believe what you went through to have this epiphany. Like something like this needs to exist. Something like a, a place where the clinician is taken care of and the clinician is like put first is so needed. And I'm happy you created it because <laughs> I get to work here. <laughs> um, but you're right. It has obviously grown in so many ways. And I love to talk about that. What have all those changes been like from year zero to mm-hmm. six now? Oh, gosh. Well, this was never really intended to be my full-time gig. I'll say that. I, I really just, I, again, I loved what I was doing. I loved where I was at. Like, and so my thought was, you know, I'll just kind of like make this place for other people to work and I'll see, I, I had a, I had a small private practice at the time. Um, in addition to my full-time job. So I was like, I'll, I'll see my, my like clients, like under the name revive, but like, I'll, I'll still be kind of doing my own thing. And so it started as, three people who also had full-time jobs. And so we were doing this very part-time and in a month we were like completely full. The two other women had quit their full-time jobs and had come to revive full-time. And then by the end of the first year, we had a 10, 10 therapists working for us, which was again, like kind of this amazing thing. And I like, remember that, like, I didn't even realize I could interview people. Like, I was just like, oh my God, you want to work here? Like, I want you to work here. Like, okay. Um, (laughs) And so there was like so much of that going on at the beginning. And it started with kind of a really, really small group that has now grown to a group of over 30 providers. We started in kind of one, one office suite in Stanford. And now our Stanford office has expanded. We have the entire floor in Stanford. We've grown from a teeny, tiny, tiny, tiny office in Norwalk to a huge space in Norwalk. We're now in Miami. Uh, We're uh, virtually in Pennsylvania and New York and Texas and Massachusetts. So we've grown physically and in our locations. And again, like that goal of like, how can we provide more access and how can we provide more um, support? And we've also kind of grown in like these other ways of other ways that we can reach people. Like our podcast and things like that. But I think honestly, like the biggest part of Revive's growth has been really centered centered around a lot of like, who is Revive? And like, for me to really figure that out. And while like, I tell the story like, whoa, it's been amazing overnight, it happened. But like, it has not at all been that way. There have been growing pains nearly every minute. of every day. And just when I think we're stable, there's a change that happens or there's a new project or a new idea. And so it's been like, as Revive has grown, I've grown. And I I like don't even know how to connect to that person I was, you know, six years ago when this started, because this experience has changed and shaped my life in ways that, again, beyond my wildest dreams, this was not what I signed up for. So if it's evolved in a way that you never saw coming, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and and things still keep getting thrown at you, do you have an idea where you want it to go next? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think what's been so helpful for me is 
like still staying so grounded and anchored into like why I did this in the first place. And it's been about, again, like taking care, like having the people who do this work feel as good as they possibly can doing it and allowing them to reach as many people as possible so that people get the support that they need. That, that's been like the most astonishing thing to me, despite being in this field I didn't realize like there is such a need for mental health support and, and there is such little out there in terms of ways to address mental health and just overall well-being. again, from a place that is ethical and like caring and all of that stuff. And so we we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to grow in, in terms of like where we physically are, but also kind of growing in what we're doing and how we're going to reach people in, in more creative ways. Again, podcast is one way. Adding a dietitian to our team is another way, kind of providing a, a different type, type of support. We're doing a lot in the space of like workshops and, and talks and things like that. Again, like providing as many resources as we can to our local community. So that's, that's my like initial vision of where we're going. And I also know that that's probably going to change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so expanding beyond therapy, and obviously it's already done that. We do have a dietitian on the team. We do have this podcast. And I know that in your venture out to Miami, which you're in Miami right now, which is so great that we're <laughs> doing it in getting the Miami office that you had that in mind to mm-hmm. expand our opportunities and, and offerings to people. Mm-hmm. What kind of things do you have in mind down there? Oh gosh. Well, let me first say that this is in its entirety been a humbling experience. <laughs> And starting our Revive Miami location has essentially been like starting a whole new business. So it's definitely been a learning curve. But the thing that I love about Miami, particularly where we're located in Brickell, is it's such a wellness focused area. Like everyone is active and like even even like lunch options are, are just like so wellness and like health focused. And so I expect in Miami, we're going to be doing a lot more on just like the general wellness side with meditation and mindfulness and and nutrition. And of course, therapy, but some of those other offerings that people in this local area in Miami just seem so excited about. So that's what I'm really pumped for is to really explore like these other parts of, of our offerings. You've done a lot. Revive has, has, done a lot. What are some things that you've learned along the way? Other than you don't necessarily see the change that is ahead. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to answer this question in two ways, because I think I've learned a lot, of course, about running a business. And I've also learned a lot about myself and like, like life's life lessons too. So I'm not sure exactly what you're asking me, but I'll try to answer it from that lens. I want to hear both. (laughs) Well, I guess first, like, as I said, I'm a clinical social worker. I'm not a business. I don't have a business degree. I never read a book about running a business. (laughs) So I learned a lot. There, There was a lot to be learned. And I think I wanted to kind of share some of the things I learned because when I was starting and even now, like a, the market, so to speak, is so saturated with like business advice, but like it's a lot to comb through, even like wellness, like why we do this podcast. There are like so many wellness tips. The same same is true for like running a business or being entrepreneurial. But the other thing that I really wanted to share or why I wanted to share some of these things is that like running a business is really lonely a lot of the times. And like like all things, like people on social media really only post their highlight reel. Like you don't really hear like what it's like. And, um, and so I kind of wanted to share that side of it too. Like the not as glamorous parts of running a business, because I think it's important for, for people to know, or even if there are other like small business owners listening that they might also feel like heard and seen in, in me sharing my experience one of the biggest things that I've learned that I was not prepared for was that if you run a business, you will never in your life work harder or longer. Like it is 
so much work and in a way that I never anticipated. Like I had thought, okay, like I'll run my own business. I'll be my own boss. This is so great. Yeah. This is a lot of freaking work and it doesn't always feel great to do. I don't always love it. Um, and there are times that I resent it. Um, there are times that like I'm trying to be on vacation and I can't because there's an, an issue going on. And so I think that that is first and foremost, the biggest lesson that I've learned is that running a business is a lot of work and takes takes a lot of just time and energy and heart and soul. And, um, and oftentimes people will ask me to consult with them about running a business. And when I hear about what they want to do and why, my answer is, if you're in it just for the money, don't do it. Like There are so many different ways that you can earn an income that don't require this. And so one of the biggest lessons is that, is that like you need to be in it for more than just the money. And as I said, like I have this such a strong mission and vision for what we do and why we do it that like that is the that's the fortune so the quote unquote that I receive is like being able to like engage with our, our like community of therapists like that I get to meet people people in the community that I have an amazing group of clients that I work with like that is where the wealth is and like that is what's sustaining and um and so if the bottom line is like you're driving force, like you are going to get real burnt out real fast. Um, so that's, that's kind of the first big learning. And I guess along with that, again, because work is, can be all consuming when you run a business, like boundaries are really important. And this is something that I'm not, I haven't quite figured out yet. <laughs> I really haven't. I have a really difficult, like, time figuring out my boundaries with work and figuring out what's reasonable. Like, you know, like it is ultimately my responsibility and like, I need to not get burnt out. So like, how do I figure that out? Like, how do I find the balance? And, and I don't have the healthiest relationship with work. And so it's something that I'm constantly needing to reevaluate is like my bound, my boundaries or or my boundaries around work. Well, and it's so interesting because you it sounds like you still get to that point sometimes of burnout or you're like on the cusp of it and you reached a totally different level of burnout before even starting revive that I, I can just imagine that that coming on again is like, no, 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 wait, this is what I'm trying to prevent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and a couple of weeks ago, maybe, maybe about a month ago at this point, I had been talking with my dad and, and he was kind of like, you don't sound great. Like what, what's going on? And I was saying like, I'm feeling so burnt out. And he said something to me that was, that resonated so strongly. He said, Amy, you built this business so that you can have more freedom to do all the things that you want to do. But like the way that you are engaging with it right now like you've created a prison for yourself where you've taken on so much that it's hard to kind of find that freedom. And him kind of like reflecting that back to me was so helpful because when I'm in it, like it's like it, like in the weeds of things, it's really hard to remember that. And, and having him say that was, was like kind of a wake up call I needed to like, Oh, I don't actually need to own all this stuff. Like I, I can, like redirect things or I can't say no to things, all of that stuff. But he was right. Like it kind of started to feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm trapped here and I just want to like close up shop <laughs> and, uh, and work for somebody else. Like sometimes it does get to that point, but remembering that I, I still am like the master of my own destiny here is also the thing that like unlocks, unlocks the, the door. Well, and I mean, I could answer this question as somebody that works at Revive, but I'd like to know from you, what do you think are the ways that you continue to instill that same idea of caring for the clinician and and making sure that people don't reach that burnout point? How have you been able to continue to foster that through the years as it's grown and as it's changed? Mm-hmm. I've definitely gotten better at it recently. And 
And I think one of the ways that I'm doing it is to be really honest with everyone at Revive about where I'm at. I don't only overshare on this podcast. I... (laughs) I, I lead with a lot of like vulnerability. If I'm kind of struggling or if I'm if I'm reaching a burnout point, most of you know that. And so I share that with you all, A, to to like model for for people that like this happens. And because I think in our field, like there is some like shame around getting burnt out by doing this work or like getting affected by doing this work. And so I share it as a way to like, let everyone know that like, yeah, it still happens um, despite how long you've been doing it, or maybe especially for how long you've been doing it, but also like being part of our community, you all like, will hold me accountable to doing things differently, or will offer to take things off my plate. And so that's been really helpful is kind of leaning on the support within the community that we have. Is that going to be your answer? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You've obviously talked a lot about your experience running Revive as a business owner. And, And you not only have a history of experience doing therapy, you are still a therapist. You are practicing now. So how has that been an asset to your work? I feel like it's been like one of the biggest assets because I think, you know, as a therapist, we have a lot of like skills and training around not just like interpersonal skills, but we also are kind of like held accountable to a lot of these things, like taking care of ourselves and being self-reflective in seeking consultation and and supervision. And also want, like for me as a therapist, like I always want to practice like what I preach in a lot of ways. And so I feel like I've been trying to like particularly like when things feel really hard or stressful, like lean on my, like, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to, I'm answering that from a, from a like business owner perspective, like in, when I'm in my business owner hat and I'm like having to navigate through something challenging, I really pull on a lot of the skills that I use as a therapist, whether it's like with myself um, in terms of self-reflection, or if I'm kind of having to navigate through something difficult interpersonally, kind of like using those skills as well. And I think kind of similar to being a therapist, like also one of the really hardest, like the biggest lessons I've learned in doing this job is that owning a business is really thankless, A. (laughs) And like, you don't always know how you're doing. Like, yeah, there are like a bottom line numbers and and things, but like from a day to day, like you don't really know how you're doing. And I didn't realize how much I relied on external validation until I started doing this job, being a business owner and like feeling like really butthurt if like people weren't telling me I was doing a good job or they liked me. And (laughs) that was a big part of my like early years in running this. But the same is true as a therapist. Like, we don't often get like that kind of validation from our clients and, and nor should we, but like, we do need to, as therapists kind of like really just stay grounded in like just this idea of I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm trying to be as intentional as I possibly can be. How can I be reflective? If I have like maybe made a misstep, like how can I be reflective and and use this going forward? And so that is such, that has become such a big part of my practice like as I'm wearing like this other hat as well of just like still staying really reflective in everything that I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally see that and I've experienced it. And I think the, the two ways are that one, like if we're in a group supervision and you're being really vulnerable about a challenge that you might have experienced with a client, that that is so helpful to the rest of us who, you know, see you as not only a therapist, but as this business owner who like, it's it's just such a great way to see, okay, so you can do all of these things and still need help and still need assistance with, you know, whatever it is. And you're asking for it from us, which is so cool. I think that's such a unique thing that probably a lot of people don't get to experience in their line of work. And then another thing is, is just like in any meeting that we're in where you could just be checking in like, like how's going like what's like like you actually care (laughs) and you know it's not just like some small talk where we're just like all right let's get to work here um it's just like you can tell that you are asking from a genuine place and you're actually checking in on 
the people that work for you, which is great because also another thing that people don't often get in the work that they might be doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for, for saying that. I mean, I do genuinely care. Like, I, <laughs> and, and it's funny because like, even when, when we're interviewing people sometimes and like, and it's not just me in these interviews, like I always have like one, one of you as well, like, because I don't want people to think I'm just like bullshitting people about like what's going on. I'm so transparent about like how things are run. And so like people will say like, this just, this doesn't sound legit. Like really, like you care about, like, <laughs> you really care. It's like, no, I really do. Like, I really, I really do. And again, it kind of, kind of comes back to like, I know that like in order for like the, the people that we serve to get the care that they deserve, like the need, the, the therapist who's doing the work, like really needs to feel cared for. And so like, I, I actually genuinely do. And, and I think that's kind of in some ways in, been a little bit of a double-edged sword and definitely has been like part of my learning and my journey around this is because my people pleasing, like also really gets in the way. Like I care so much about everyone who works here. I've become so intentional and so protective of our community and like very intentional as a result of like who joins to work here. And so like, if you're, if you're here, like I, I'm so in, I'm so invested. Um, I care. And I, also like have that part of you, part of me that's like, oh, like, I really want you to like me. I want you to be happy here. Um, I don't want you to be mad at me. Like that has been really tough because that's also gotten in the way at times of like me maybe having difficult conversations with people or like if I need to maybe set a boundary with someone. I just had this happen last week where I had said to you like, oh, like I'm worried. worried someone might be mad and you are so great in reminding me like it's okay like it's okay if they're not like that's okay if if they don't like completely love every decision that you make or ev- everything that happens but it doesn't feel okay to me all the time and so that's something that I'm like trying to find the balance of is like caring about the things that I re- I, re- I need to care about and try- and trying to not spend so much time and energy caring about <laughs> the things that I have no control over and probably have nothing really to do with me. And I think sometimes where it also gets challenging is like, again, because I care like tremendously, like the weight of the responsibility of like, oh my gosh, like your work, your livelihood, like your income, like rely on this thing that I built, like that I'm still trying to figure out how to do like that feels like so overwhelming. And I'm getting emotional, like thinking about it, like, oh, like, I just want to like, you've elected to work here. And like, I want, I want you to feel like you made the right choice. And so like, I take it so seriously. And it's, and so as a result, it like, can be really stressful. And, and, and that's not entirely up to me to own. And so like, I'm constant that, that what you just witnessed is like, part of my everyday (laughs) monologue. Ooh, that is such a tough thing to just go back and forth on. Like all day checking yourself. <laughs> is this caring or am I doing too much here? Mm-hmm. That's really tough. And like the the people pleasing, I mean, perfectionism piece is also like here. Um, because the other thing that I learned and and now I say it all the time, right? Like mistakes are our greatest teachers, but like uh hate mistakes. <laughs> And I've made so many, like I make, I make mistakes every day and I feel a lot more comfortable with that than I did at at the, at the start. But one thing I'm like actively, like as of like last, my last most recent therapy session I'm working on is like this idea in my mind that like, I need to know what I'm doing, do it perfectly, not make any mistakes, work really hard, but not look like I'm working that hard and look like I have it all together. And like all of this like pressure around like, or or else you all will think I'm incompetent or don't know what I'm doing. And, and, and then you'll be unhappy. And you see, (laughs) oh man. Yeah. Well, you just said that you're, that's something that you brought up in your own therapy session. So like in addition to therapy or like having a therapist, what, who else do you rely on and like lean on when 
all of this gets really Mm-hmm. Really, really challenging. Great question. I, I hate the concept of being like a self-made person. Like, I don't know how anybody does that. If you do, like, good good for you. I'm not that person. There are so many people that like are, are like supporting me and, and Revive, like whether that's both or like me and then by extension Revive. And, and I guess that's also been a learning is identifying like who my people are and I originally had people that maybe had different values than I did, or or maybe just like weren't on the same path that I was. And that I also like had a really hard time like being a quote unquote boss too. And that kind of led to a lot of like icky feelings and 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 whatnot. And so again, I've been like really intentional about like who is on our team. And so like there are definitely people like within Revive who are so instrumental to like Revive being successful, you, Catherine, being one of them. And <laughs> and and I, I know I've said to you numerous times, like I, I literally don't know what I would do without you. Like I and and like that for me to say that is meaningful because it's really hard for me to like ask for help or to like rely on people or to feel like I can trust people with like this thing that is so meaningful to me and so many others. And, and so like, of course, within Revive, there are people that are like, help, help it run, like help it run smoothly. And so for me, like identifying who those people are and trusting them and letting them share some of the responsibility has been a huge thing. And as I said, I have a therapist. I also have um, a supervisor slash mentor that I meet with every week to kind of talk through the business side of things. I have like my husband is a huge part of revive and revive being where it is. And truthfully, I don't, I don't know if, if we would be where we are, if it weren't for him, because again, so self doubt has kind of like fueled this journey. And sometimes like I need him to kind of like nudge me along and believe in me when I don't like believe in myself. And so that's been so critical. And I alluded to like my dad before, but my parents are a huge part of like the behind the scenes revive stuff, whether it's like handyman stuff or picking up furniture or my, the Miami office was completely renovated by me and my nearly 70 year old parents. <laughs> and, and like, and that's just like the beginning of the list. Like it, it goes so, so far. And I think initially I felt like, no, if I, if I'm running a business, I need to do it all on my own. And I, it was really hard for me to let go. And, and I, I've learned that like that a is not sustainable, but that isn't helpful. And the other thing, I guess, in, in kind of like who, who else kind of like supports revive is like one of our main values at Revive is learning. And like, we learn from one another here. Like that's such a huge part of what we do. And like I've said to to all of you so many times, like there's only like one way I see things. It's like Amy Albero's way. And like, I don't know what it, what Catherine's way might be or or so on and so forth. And so like, I like rely so much on like the collaboration and ideas of others just because I know my viewpoint is so limited. So that's been a huge part of like what the support looks like as well. Yeah, I mean, sounds really expansive. Thanks for including me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, so you mentioned one of Revive's values, learning. Another is well-being. Mm-hmm. Wait, do we want to say well-being or do we want to say self-care? Because I know you said well-being recently, but sometimes we say self-care. What do you want to say? <laughs> we can We can keep this in. Because it's funny that you're bringing this up. I I remember sitting in, like, I can vividly remember sitting in, like, one of the therapy offices. And I had just read Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. And she had said, like, if you are running a business, like, and you don't know what your values are, like, you need to figure them out. And so she had, like, these this page or maybe two pages of values. And I was, like, having this, like, analysis paralysis of, like, oh, my God, like, what do we care about? What do I care about? What do you think? What do you, and I was like, kind of like doling that responsibility out to other people. And it really took me like until relatively recently to figure out like, again, like what are our values and they have evolved and changed over time. And so like, I think 
in in the in the first like strong iteration of our values, it was community, self-care, and learning. And now that's kind of shifted where I think they are more like belonging, well-being, and curiosity. Um, I think those more embody like who we are and what we do and what's important. And those feel like the the more deeply rooted values within within the original three. Wow. That's great. What do you think? Well, uh, I'm thinking I need to change our Instagram bio. <laughs> no, I, I I love that, and I think that yeah, it's so representative of how how Revive has evolved, and that that you're continuing to think about it, and you're like makes that much more sense because you're not just you know you don't just look at this list, brainstorm, figure it out, and just put it set in stone somewhere. You realize, okay this is what I'm thinking and then put them into practice. And then they've changed as the practice has changed. And that just, yeah, that just makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that that has been another, again, another learning is like, I need to be adapt, adaptable and flexible. Like I said, this wasn't like the original game plan, even from day zero, what my business plan looked like then was like it looks nothing like what actually is now in in like all the best ways tr- truthfully but being able to be adaptable to um hey a global pandemic or like i don't know like doing things across multiple states building out an intern program doing a po- like always needing to kind of adapt and and really wanting to not do it just for the sake of doing it like really trying to be as in, again intentional as we possibly can be and so like it doesn't feel like maybe four years ago, it felt like kind of a flippant thing to like, we're going to change our values. It doesn't, it doesn't really feel that way anymore. Like it feels like I, I, we need to adapt and how do we lean into like this a little bit more um, so that we can be, be even more of who we are. So now that you have all this experience, do you have some advice that you could give to our listeners? Maybe somebody who's starting a business or, I mean, really anybody who's on a a wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I I think one of the biggest things just to kind of maybe summarize what I, what I've been talking about is getting really clear on what's important to you and what you value and like really trying to stay rooted and grounded in that has been like so meaningful. And Like whenever I felt like I've lost my way or like I wanted to give up or I didn't know what I was doing, kind of like returning to that why, like having such a deep sense of why has been like exactly what I needed. And that, so, so I think like if whether, again, whether you're starting a business or not, if you are pursuing something, really try to get very clear on, on the why underneath that, because as we all know, like life is really stressful, especially in in a job or in a career. Like it's not always roses and sunshine or just in general, things get hard. And so like staying connected to why you're doing what you're doing is, is really important. So that would be like the summary of my last a million minutes of chatting, but other things like kind of along with that, like So not everything is like roses and sunshine. It's not all glamorous. Like, yes, it's wonderful that I'm here in Miami and I'm looking out my window and there are palm trees, but like, it's, it's more stressful than not. It is incredibly rewarding, but it's stressful. And so gratitude has been such a huge part of like my like survival. Like, and I, and I say that like, actually, like in order for me to kind of keep going sometimes, like when it feels again, like things are so overwhelming and I don't really know what to do. Um, There was a time in like early 2021 when we like had a lot of attrition and that was so scary and, um, and really stressful. And at the same time, a lot of like really good stuff was happening and people were coming, coming on our team and we're making like really cool changes And all of that at once was really overwhelming. And I kept repeating to myself, like every time I felt overwhelmed, like it's all good though. And even now, like I, I, like if there's a mantra that I have, it's, it's that like whenever I feel overwhelmed by like, even if it's, I don't know, like adding, adding a new person to our team or having to, having to travel back and forth to Miami or whatever, like having another meeting on my calendar or, or whatever, like 
it's that coming back to like, this is all really good stuff though. Like I'm overwhelmed because we're so busy because people really want to work with us. Like that's amazing. And so like really trying to lean into the gratitude side, especially when I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed has been big. And I guess continuing from that is sometimes that's not easy for me to find. Um, and so kind of coming back to like the people I have around me, like get get a good support system, like in life. Again, this isn't me to just apply to business, like because you will probably be in the weeds at some point in your life. And it might be really hard to like look up and see the sun, right? Like and kind of notice that it's up there and shining, like even above the clouds. And And so sometimes like it's really helpful. Like this is where my supervisors so helpful where I'll be kind of like talking through like some of the harder parts of of uh, my job and he'll say like but Amy like think about what it is that you've done and he's known me for like 10 years so like he's really known me pre pre revive and so like having someone that can give me perspective and like remind me of kind of like the bigger picture has been really helpful and Again, in life, that's so helpful because it's not always easy to see. And then I think the the last thing, and this is something, again, I'm still really learning. And maybe it goes along with that having, having people, having your people kind of thing. But like, again, not just in business, but in life, like people doubt you. Like I've had so many people like criticize, doubt. I, I, I have had many people come up to me and like, give me all unsolicited advice about things that I shouldn't have done or things I should do differently or ways that they can do it better. Or I can, I can, I can run revive or like things that like aren't necessarily helpful or supportive or, or things like that. And, and it really, really, especially at the beginning, like got to me and like really made me feel like I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not qualified. And it's taken like a lot of work, my own personal work to like figure out how to trust myself, like, and also know that like, yeah, somebody else could, of course, somebody else could, could run a, a wellness organization. People do, um, and they will do it different than me. And that's okay. That doesn't mean what I'm doing is wrong. And so like growing a sense of like trust in myself and in what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and trusting in myself that I can remain kind of like humble and like recognize my mistakes and learn from them to have grace with myself, like has really helped me to believe in myself in a way that I never imagined that I could. And so I guess it's that like really trying to figure out a way to, to trust yourself. Um, because as I said, like in, in business, but also in life, like things can feel really lonely. Like we are our longest kind of companion in life. We are really all that we can count on a lot of the time. And so we need to trust that we can we can count on ourselves. And and we only really do that by taking risks and seeing what happens. And and it's been such a thrill, like to really allow myself to see what I could do. Like it it's like unbelievable. And there's still so much more to do and so much more to learn. And I think letting myself feel excited by that and not intimidated by that has also been such a big piece of this. It's all really, really great and really helpful information. I hope they took away some good stuff there. <laughs> Clearly like this has been a journey and it continues to be. And yeah, I'm really glad that we, that we talked about Revive today. And yeah, I think it was just a great way for people to learn more about the work that you do the work that we do, what, you know, why we're even here doing this podcast. Before we end, we're going to end the way we always end. And like you said, one of our values is well being. So we're going to check in about self care and pull from our self care menu. Amy, what are you ordering? Well, I'm in Miami and it is 80 degrees and sunny. And so it's running weather. So I haven't run in months. And I'd like to to move my body in that way. I'm feeling like really called to do that. So that will be on my menu, I think as a main course to like really get get moving in that way. And I also have a self-care treat in terms of exploring the city a little bit more. I'm going on a food walking 
cultural tour of Little Havana uh, on Ooh. Sunday. So I'm really excited to do that, to like really get kind of like immersed in, in the culture and like trying like food and coffee and rum and like all this stuff. I can't, I can't wait. Oh my God. That's going to be so yummy. I can't wait. Can you please take pics of all your food? And Obviously. <laughs> What about you? What's on your menu? My menu. Um, I was thinking I also have I also have a dessert. I have a double date planned on on Saturday night. My husband and I are going over to one of my friends' uh, apartments and and having dinner with her and and her boyfriend. And we're like playing games and stuff. So I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Are you playing Scrabble or something else? I'm. Ooh, I haven't thought about if I'd bring Scrabble. I have some other games. Maybe I'll bring. I don't know. It's been getting really competitive up in here with Scrabble. I don't think it's a good idea. Scrabble. Real competitive. Yeah. And it takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, okay, it's not quite 80 something, but it's been really beautiful today, especially. So I talked a, a while back about how I have this walking pad and it's been amazing through this winter, but also like this winter hasn't been that cold. So I got out and walked today and it was like, it felt like spring and it was so wonderful and it was just sunny. And so just like feeling the sun on my face was just such a great piece of self-care today. Yeah. It's such a good feeling. I know that what the weather in Connecticut has been so nice. It looks like it's going to stay that way at least for a little bit. Yeah. Vitamin D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you asking me about revive and letting me talk about revive it's, it's funny. Like at the beginning, when we started, I was like, I don't, this is like uncomfortable. And as much as I, I joke all the time, like, yeah, I overshare all the time on this podcast, but like actually intentionally talking about myself. I don't know. So I appreciate you letting me talk about that. And I guess that brings me to one more thing. I guess I wanted to add is in terms of something that I've learned and, and also appreciated is like, you got to celebrate your own success. Because not everyone will, it won't mean as much to other people as it might to you. And just because other people aren't clapping for you doesn't mean that you didn't do something amazing. And that's definitely been a learning. And also, I'm so grateful that I have people in my life like you, Catherine, who can like share in the celebration with me, like, and kind of like allow the space for us to like talk about this milestone for Revive. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. And if you've been listening this whole time, um, thank you. Thank you for um, hearing Revive's journey, our our story, my story. Thank you for being part of our community. You're included in that too, um, in terms of who, who we care about and why. And if you've made it this far, then you must like something of what you're hearing. And if you haven't given us a review, please do. Please follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Revive Center for Wellness, where we have Reactivity TV, full episodes, as well as other videos, especially from our registered dietitians. So go check us out on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram at Revive CFW. You can follow Catherine at Catherine Van Eyck me at Amy Alvaro LCSW on our website at revivecfw.com. And you can even send us an email at wishing you well at revivecfw.com. I'd love to hear some questions, some topics that you all might want us to answer. Let us know what you've got going on. Let us help you navigate it. But until next time, we are wishing you well. Bye.